Mikey here. I'm the audio engineer for this podcast, and I'm doing today's intro. Gino interviews as usual after this. I hope you're all doing well and enjoy this episode. This week, we have Christy Lee. Christy is director of comms planning and media at No Fixed Address in San Francisco. She's also super motivating, and we appreciate that about her. Christy hosts an online webinar, which you can find a link to within her LinkedIn titled, Five Honest Reasons Why You Aren't Hearing Back from That Marketing Role. We love this type of content. She talks to us about those reasons, and we love how actionable they are. Looping back to No Fixed Address, it's an excellent agency that is independent. Headquartered in Canada, Mischief is also within their network. Shout out to Hatim's Mischief episode. No Fixed Address just opened a shop in San Francisco, and Christy is the second hire of that office. So she's on the ground floor, and they are expecting to grow pretty fast. She's been at great agencies including BBDO, Digitas, and OMD. Comms planning is super exciting, and we learn about the cross between strategy and media planning this episode. To find Christy's webinar and to connect with her, head to our Instagram at enteringad. And not as usual, this is the Breaking and Entering Podcast, and I am your audio accomplice, Mikey Malarkey. I'm about to kick it. Christy Lee, welcome to the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. How are you doing tonight? Thank you for coming on. Yeah, I'm doing really well. Excited to be here and dive in with you. Thank you for coming. Where are you at right now? I'm in San Francisco, California, West Coast. Uh, that's nice. I wish yeah. I was in San Francisco sometimes. But although Chicago summers are some of the best summers ever. A hundred percent believe that too. I used to live in Chicago, so I definitely you your summers were amazing. Where did you live in Chicago? Um, I didn't live in Chicago. I lived in Evanston, um, yeah, but I yeah, that's in, fine. Yeah, yeah, fine. Um, I commuted into this city uh, when I worked at OMD. Okay, yeah, that's Omnicon Media. I actually I don't know. I, I, I think don't I'm wrong. I actually don't know what it's called. It's literally stands for OMD. There were like actual names associated, but it's just is it OMD. not a it's a media agency. Yep, right? it's a media agency. Yep. Okay, so we could talk about media agencies. We can talk about small creative powerhouse shops because you are a director of comms planning and media at No Fix Addressed Inc. Am I right yes. on that? Did I get it right? Yep, that would right. be your LinkedIn reading it verbatim. So I hope it's right. That's 100% right. Yes. And it's my new job as of two weeks ago. So you have me okay. very fresh. So we're fresh on the new job. What was the job that you just came off of? We'll probably talk a little bit more about that because you that's still fresh. Yeah. Um, so I was at BBDO San Francisco. I was a comms planning director. So very similar to what I'm planning to do at No Fixed Address. And I was working on clients uh, like ServiceNow, Megamex, which is like a holy guacamole, and Chi-Chi's Salsa. Um, but yeah, I was at BBDOSF for almost three years, which is a very long time in advertising. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good amount of time. Um, you, okay, where did you graduate from? I graduated where, from San Diego State. Nice, nice. And you've been like at a lot of places, it seems like, in this LinkedIn I'm scrolling through. Um, yeah. so we can, we can do some touch points of, you know, highs and lows or, uh, where, you know, 
some the big lessons of your agency career because we like to hear about all these different agencies as new like talent or or students they want to learn as much as possible first question what is comms planning i know we were talking about before and i probably should know that but i think you're our first official comms planning guest so enlighten us uh enlighten me because i'm still pretty clueless on that i've never touched that area yeah, comms planning in the advertising world is a bit new. Um, when I came to BBDO San Francisco, they were just establishing their communications planning practice. So if you can think about a communications planner and how we different, uh, different were different than a brand planner. So brand planners come with like big strategic platforms, mm -hmm. right? And the creatives come up with these beautiful platforms. My role then is once you have a platform, how does that idea extend into all the different touch points where that our consumer is? So thinking about all the places and spaces where that idea can live, whether it be out of home to you know an ad on social media. So my role is to really understand all the different places where our consumers are and bring that richness to our creative team so they can ideate how they want that idea to come to life. Genius. Isn't that a media planner? It or, is actually it is actually not. Um, media planning is really responsible for efficient like understanding where the audience is, but also really optimizing that by and really making sure it runs efficiently and smoothly for the client so that's really where the divide is i work really hand in hand mm -hmm. with a lot of media planners to make sure we're synced up but if you can think about a communications planner we sit more on the creative end because we're more interested in how the idea comes to life and media planners are more interested in when it runs out in market what what is it going to do for mm. them that's kind of dope i like that i like this i'm learning new things here and I think our audience is too. I mean, I think I, I definitely learned another name for it in, in college we learned was an experiential planner. Is that, yes. is that something in the industry or is that just uh, old textbooks? Talking? No, that, that definitely is uh, one of the names for comms planner. So it's either comms planning or it can be experience planner or it could be connections planner. So They're cool. Really, yeah, it's, it is a lot of fun because you get to understand like, all the different places and like well, how is tv different than like facebook and instagram and really getting into those platforms and knowing them really well remind me of where you come in in the in the the creative process so the strategist comes up with the insight the, the 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 creative brief and then are you is that when you come in when the creative brief is already made or are you in the process with it or is the creative team already working like where are you at in this process yeah so it depends on which agency you're at, but in previous agencies, strategist comes up with the strategy. I'm te technically a part of that conversation sure. just to understand like, yeah. what's the objective? Where are you, where are you going? Who's that consumer? Sure. And then they brief uh, creatives on it. The creatives will typically come up with a platform and they'll come up with like one or two, you know, ideas of how mm -hmm. does that idea manifest. And then I come in right after to really start to contextualize, you know, what are we doing from a media perspective? Like, what is that audience like? Where are the channels we're going to reach them? And like, what's the best way for it? So I come in kind of once the platform has been solidified mm -hmm. to really blow it out to make sure we have all the deliverables yeah. that you could possibly need in a media plan. And you'll be doing that for like, the two to three ideas that the creative team comes up with, or do you wait till they have like the one client finalized concept? Um, I will. So typically what we create in comms planning is really jobs to be done. Jobs to be done are really like, what does 
each creative need to do in order to achieve the goal. So we'll come up with one, typically one communications plan that should work across the breadth gotcha. of platforms. And it's also a good way to check if the platform can extend, right? Hmm. Like you don't want a platform that doesn't work in social and doesn't work in TV. You want to make sure it re does everything it needs to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you broke up a little bit there with connection. So can you, can you, it's all good. I'll edit it out or we'll keep it in. It's funny stuff. Can you, can you explain that again? Just that last part you just said. Yeah. Um, so where I come into the process is either, you know, when the platform is already established, but from a communications plan uh, standpoint, I typically create one communications plan and mm -hmm. we usually use that as a test a testing ground to make sure that platform extends. So it's a good like, oh, does this platform work? Does this platform work? Because we yeah. know it can go in every medium. Yeah, I, I, another term that is thrown thrown around a lot is if something has legs. What does yep. that mean? What is that? What do you mean? To, how can an idea have legs? Does it run around? Is it what is what does that mean to you? It should run around. It definitely should run around. What it means is, can it do more? Can it be more than just an Instagram post? Can it be just more than a commercial? Can you really distill that idea down into 10 words when somebody sees it on an at home billboard? And it's like, what is that core of the idea that can manifest in many different ways? And if you can't do that, like if it's too complicated to explain, then maybe it is just a TV unit. And it's nothing else. So that's just one of the things that we think about is like, does this idea have legs to showcase itself in many different forms? Yeah, that's good. That's very accurate. I like that. I like the way you describe that. It's very smart. Who goes into comms planning? What type of student like out of college? Like, like how do like how do they stumble into this? Is this something you have to transfer into or go to portfolio school? Like what's how do you break into this area? Yeah, I think it's curiosity. So my background is very varied. I think as you saw on my LinkedIn, I started out on the marketing side, working for Disney, and then got bored with bored with that, even though I love Disney as a brand and jumped Great over brand. into a media agency, um, where How I wanted that? to learn. It, it was a trip. I'm mm -hmm. gonna say it was a lot of fun. I'm so glad I did it. Um, drastically different experiences going from corporate world. OMD in Chicago, right? Yep. Shout out to one of my best friends, Joseph Levin, who works, who worked there for a couple of months. Sorry, had to give him a shout out. Yeah. But um, uh, how is OMD media agencies a lot different from a creative agency, a lot different from Disney client side. It's uh, that's a lot of money is comes through the media agencies in the business. That's where the money's at really. Yeah, that definitely is where the money's at. It's like somebody trusts you to spend $30 million and says, where, do, where should yep. we spend it? Um, and vendors try to take you out and stuff like that. And, you know, wine and dine you. It's not a bad life in the media agency world. Yeah, not a bad life at all. And it's a lot of fun to understand your consumer and where they are and their media consumption habits. And then I think what's interesting about media is you actually learn like, did everything work right sure. like the creative agency sometimes you get that through the earned media but like media companies allow you to like measure all those business effects oh yeah nice nice and then uh after that so you said curiosity is what got you into comms planning and i'm sure you know that media agency experience is probably what laid a really great foundation to explore that that uh area of expertise so you did a, you did a, you had a great media run 
as a media yeah. supervisor. You were at Digit. So you went to Chicago for OMD. You went to Digitas in San Francisco. I'm sure that was heartbreaking leaving Chicago uh, for San Francisco. But uh, uh, the San Francisco, so that's where you got your your, your roots there at Digitas. Yep. Uh, that's a publicist. Agency. Yes, I have been around the agency circuit uh, to all of the holding companies uh, to really understand. What was your favorite? Life. I will have to say now that I am not in a holding company, yep. I will have to say it's being independent. Uh, there's a lot more freedom. That's not what I, that's cheating. <laughs> okay. That's kind of a lame answer. You don't have a favorite holding company, even though that they're all, you know, pretty similar. Um <laughs> Okay. So you get, you ended up at BBDO after Digitas. So that yep. kind of gives us a, a very high view of your career path, but yeah, um, I mean, what, I, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say for like people who are interested in communications planning, I think it's again, like you guys are probably already really good communications planners because you see so much media out there, right? All it is is understanding, like, do you understand TikTok? Do you understand Facebook? Do you understand how that medium is different than an out-of-home billboard, which is different than a TV ad? Um, so I think if anyone's looking to get into comms planning, just mm. look around you and look at the different ads that live there and think about strategically, like, how do they differ? Um, that would be my biggest recommendation if anyone wants to get in. I guess the question now is, um, how did you break in? So you, we know you went, Disney was like your break in, I guess that counts as a break in like advertising esque marketing, but how did you get to Disney? Cause that's a big brand. That's a huge brand that kind of, they're very tight and precise with their brand work. Uh, I've learned from, from, from some past guests. So how'd you get into Disney? Yeah, I think. I think a lot of my career path has been, you know, defining what I really want or defining what interests me the most and getting very clear on this is what I want to do next and then being a little bit relentless and how do I get it, right? So um, my past experience was like I interned for Disney. I networked my butt off to get into Disney. I met a lot of people who like got me in, um, but it's that relentless passion. Like if you are interested in being in marketing, it's that clarity you need to have and that clarity to go after it because that's what marketing is, right? You have a brief, you have something you need to achieve and it's going after that. So I would say clarity is the biggest reason why I've been successful in not only getting into Disney, but any other part of my career, even if I didn't have experience. What's your North Star then? What's, your, what's that precision for you in your career? Yeah, I think the precision for me is doing things that really interest me. I think that's why you've seen me, you know, change career paths, even though I seem to be doing well in media. I came to a point where I was like, this is not as interesting to me anymore. I want to learn something new. So I'm going to hop over to a creative agency and learn as much as I can. Um, and I learned a lot at BBDO San Francisco. I love my team there. And then I came to a point where I learned everything I could there. And that's where now I'm at no fixed address, trying to learn something new, trying to learn how an independent shop works and how do you build it from the ground up? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that. And um, what is no fixed address? Tell me about that. Um, it's a great agency, I know. And you, you mentioned that you also work with Mischief. 
Um, yeah. Shout out to Hatem's episode. Go listen to that. He's a fantastic creative that works there currently. But tell us about that agency and and what you what the what the work looks like right now. Yeah. So you can think of No Fix Address as almost like a holding company, but very different from an independent. So No Fix Address is based in Canada. Uh, they have been in the business for about four years. They're a full service agency, everything from creative to everything in between. Sure. And they are really great at what they're doing. And we're starting to expand in the US. So uh, I am their second hire. Um, but if you think about mischief, you will wow. notice says mischief at no fixed address so they tap into resources within no fixed address we're kind of like sister agencies uh, where we support mischief with anything else mischief doesn't do mischief is a very creatively very run and we want to keep that creatively run agency very pure so so nfa does everything else so if you think about ux design if you think about media planning all okay. the other ways that we can support the creative, just those two agencies Yep. Those two agencies are like tandem or no fixed address acquired mischief, how whatever you want to call it. It's just you two in the system right now. Yep. It's no fixed address Canada and then yep. no fixed address USA and then mischief. Okay. Okay. How many people at in the US? You said two people. Yeah. So it's my boss who's the president and me. Um, oh. And we're looking. We are hoping this year will bring a lot of expansion and growth, but that's what I mm. said. Like, you know, BBDO San Francisco is great, but now I'm ready to take on something new, like oh. an agency. You're like the head of it, you and your <laughs> boss. You guys are like running the show in the U.S. Like, that we're, you're like pioneers. You're just getting started here. We're just getting started here, which I'm super excited about. Wow. But we have a really great, you know, team of people around. Like No Fixed Address Canada, amazing. Sure. How many people there? Paint the They're picture about for us. 140-ish. Okay, great size. Yep. And they've been Past around for four years. years. Been around for four years, doing really great work in Canada. That's very holistic. Like if you think about a lot of agencies today. A lot of agencies are kind of split up. So there's somebody who does your creative, there's somebody who does your media, there's somebody who does your PR, there's somebody else who does your UX design and your website. Sure. If you think about it from a client perspective, they have to go negotiate all of those different agencies every single year and try to maintain them and then also try to make them work together. I think where no fixed address is different is we want to service a client holistically. And I think what's different is we want to service them based off of the need. So we do a lot of project based work, which is like, oh, you know, maybe you need a UX designer for this. Let's pull in a UX designer. Maybe you need a performance person. Let's pull in a performance person, um, but really dedicated to a different way to service clients today. You're nimble, you're quick, you're, you can, you guys can adapt, you have the resources and you're, you're offering the clients a easier, uh, path, the path of least resistance to great work. Exactly. Nice. I'm sold. Very cool. Uh, and it seems it, creativity is, seems to be at the root of it all. Um, especially with mischief, they're doing great work, um, in New York, I believe. I don't, or I don't even know if they have an office, but. They're at no, no fixed address. Yes, at no fixed address. That makes there sense. There is a, a no fixed address in Canada, though. Uh, mm, so okay. they do have an office up there. Okay. Thank you for the clarification. Um, you run a, you've been running a little webinar workshop. That's uh, five honest, you say it. 
Yeah, it's five honest reasons why you're not hearing back from the marketing role. Uh, it is a product of, you know, talking with a lot of marketing students and hearing marketing and advertising students and hearing their, you know, frustrations about them applying to jobs and not hearing back. Um, mm -hmm. So what I did was based off of my own experience, pivoting industries and talking with recruiters, basically outline, you know, some of the reasons why you might not be hearing back from that marketing role. So you boil it down to five honest reasons and yeah. I'm glad they're honest because sometimes, no, I'm just, that's really nice that you're being honest. So we appreciate that. <laughs> uh, how can students uh, go and find out those five reasons? Maybe you'll hint at maybe one or two for our show uh, as a tease for like a teaser for your full webinar, but uh, how often do you run it? Uh, is it just you? How could students find out about it? Yeah, it's just me. Uh, you can go to my LinkedIn. It's one of my featured posts. So go ahead and register yeah. online and you will get access to that live webinar uh, that I recorded. Uh, nice. But just to give you a preview, uh, I think one of the reasons why you might not be hearing back was uh, something I touched on earlier. Uh, when you asked me, you know, what has helped you get into Disney? And that's clarity, right? So I think the biggest thing that I see with a lot of students and a lot of people wanting to get into this industry is they don't have that clarity um, and sure. they don't have the clarity to say, this is what I want. I hear a lot of, oh, I'm open to doing this, but I'm also open to doing social media PR and this and this and this. And for recruiters looking at you, they don't know how to place you because they can't read what you want. And if they can't read what you want, they're going to have a hard time saying, oh, this is the job for you. So you're actually better off being very clear on what you want than kind of waffling and saying you will do a mix of everything. I was uh, in college. I was at a bar pre-COVID. And this old dude was there, alumni. Uh, and he's been he had been drinking and he was giving people advice unsolicited. And I'm like oh. always down for that. I'm like, all right, what do you got, old man? And he goes up to me. He goes, kid, when you're looking for jobs, it's better to shoot with a rifle than a shotgun. <laughs> it's better okay. to shoot with a rifle than a shotgun. Shotguns disperse. It's all over the place. But rifle, it's targeted. And when you're looking for your shot and, you know, for that job, you shoot at the job with a rifle. Like, you know, that's a crazy way way to say it and could probably be mis misconstrued. But it makes sense. It's kind of like what you were saying. Be targeted. Yeah, be targeted. I mean, think about it. Like us as marketers, right? Would you ever go into a brief and say, hey, in this brief, I want you to achieve five different things and all for different people, all different things. Mm. You're going to get creative work that is like, what the hell are you trying to say? So think about that as your job search, right? Like if you can be targeted and like craft mm. a story around that, you're going to be so much better off because you know your story, you know who your audience is versus like, I can do everything and anything um, because people don't know how to place you. Right. But what about the people that don't know what they want to do? Like, uh, and they are open to trying different things. Maybe they didn't have a bunch of internships. What should they do if they're not hundred percent sure? Yeah. And it's okay to not be a hundred percent, not sure, but also you need to trust your gut, trust what you are interested in and explore what you're interested in. I think I see hear a lot of people, I was just talking uh, with somebody I coach and he was saying, you know, I'm interested in sports marketing, but like, I know it's competitive. So like, I'm not going to go after it. And I was like, 
well, if you're not going to go after it, no one's going to go after it for you, right? Like, if you have an interest and a desire, it is up to you to explore it. And yes, it may be a little difficult. But like, once you get over that, and start talking to people and exploring your interests, it becomes easier. Yep. It becomes easier when you talk to more and more people. Yeah, once you nail it down to what you what you really would envision yourself liking doing, and you're good at it, uh, it, everything else becomes like white noise or whatever. Like, it's just like, just like static, you know, you ignore yeah. that and hone in. So that's great. Yeah. yeah. And then you can and move was, around. You could always move around, choose something. And if you hate it, like change directions. I did it three times. Like you can always change directions. Nothing is forever. So, I mean, go in, do as best as you can. And if you hate it, change. Nobody's holding you there. Yep. hundred percent. 100%. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. Um, they feel like they have to be stuck in a job that they don't like, or they feel like they need to reach a quota of some sort on a resume. But I don't think that's the case. I think if you have an opportunity that you want to explore more so, go and do it. Why not? 100%. Yeah, I, I'm a big proponent. Like if it doesn't interest you anymore, then throw it out and try something new. And it's your life. At the end of the day, you're the only one looking back and saying like, I enjoyed myself or I hated myself. So if you're in a crappy job and you hate it, you're the only one who's going to have that experience. So you might as well change it for yourself. Yep. True. True. What about uh, you got one more for us that we can touch upon of your five honest reasons why you aren't hearing back from that marketing role? Yeah, I think the other one is, you know, building relationships and building a strong network. Mm. I think a lot of very similar to the spray and pray, like let's just apply online and hope, hope we hear back from the black portal of doom, I would sure. like to say. So uh, building networks and relationships is super important. I got my job at OMD because I kept in contact with someone I had met two to three years prior through an mm -hmm. informational interview and had built that trust over the years. And he was the one who eventually recommended me for that OMD job and got me my foot in the door. So you just don't know who is going to open that door for you. So it's so important to learn how to build a relationship very early in your career. Love it. Love it. How, um, you said it was like a two to three year, you, like two years since you talked to like how often do you talk to them in that two year span like was it like every week where you're like hey just just want to no. network again like just hey it's me no. I'm networking again no, no 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 i i don't i don't look at networking as I, the way i network is very much like we're friends right like good friends keep up with each other good friends kind of know what you're up to new friends know if you changed a job and like or you had an interview somewhere and they're the ones to reach out and say, hey, I saw your interview. You did really great on there. Tell me what's new. Or, hey, I just changed jobs. Just wanted to let you know how I'm doing. You know, very natural, more like a friendship than thinking like, hey, I want something. Because I think there's a big difference between people, you know, networking for themselves and saying, I want, I want, I want. And somebody actually networking to say, Hey, like, I'm just interested in you as a person. And like, if something works out, great, great. If it doesn't, that's totally okay. We kind of have that relationship and rapport. I think that's what's super important. Yeah. You must be a good friend because sometimes I don't talk to my friends for a long time. And it's, you know, but, but for with my friends, though, I, I don't talk to them for a long time and it's not a big deal. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah you're doing your own thing. Like, good to see you again when you do catch up. So if it is like a, like a year and you're just honest, like, like, Hey, I haven't talked to you in a while. What's up? What's new? Like that's okay. Yeah. Too. 
same. Yeah, I think it's the same thing with networking, right? Even if you haven't seen that person in a year, a year later, you can still say, hey, it looks like you're killing it. Hope you're doing well. And like, yep. that's it, right? Like, that mm-hmm. feels very natural and normal. You don't have to do it every week. Like, don't be creepy. <laughs> yeah, don't. Yeah, don't do it every week, please. But and even if you interact with them, and this goes for with media relations and PR, if you interact with somebody consistently and you like you like their posts, like on LinkedIn, or you, you got them on Twitter, whatever whatever platform as if you're liking their stuff like that it's kind of like keeping up like who does we know who likes our stuff in social media like we know who's we know our followers so that also works too you don't have to write out a long message like hey i really like that you said this thing like you can just you can be chill about it like as long as you're keeping up and consistent like every once in a while yeah yeah, I mean, think about it. Like a birth, like saying happy birthday on their birthday. And guess what? Like LinkedIn and Facebook give you the answer. It's so and so's birthday. How easy is it to be yeah. like happy birthday? Like, yeah, so yeah. easy. Happy anniversary. Gotcha. Um, what about like any other like maybe off your five honest reasons or just in general like advice you have like that you want to get out to our listeners, our college students or recent grads, mainly college students, uh, what advice do you have for them as they're entering a relatively better position than last year's graduation where I graduated last year? Um, but they're, the market, like how, like what advice do you have for them? Yeah, I would say, you know, trust in yourself. I think there's a lot of noise out there. It's very easy to be swayed by jobs and things that are sparkly and lots of money it's very easily it's easy to get caught up in that um but it's really important to trust yourself and to give yourself permission to try and fail at things i think school is really great but school grooms you to find one right answer there's no one right answer so let trust let yourself like try things and be free to fail love it love it you said you do not be distracted by sparkly uh, jobs or a lot of money. Where in the hell are you looking or where are you finding entry-level jobs that are paying a lot of money in advertising? Because I want to know personally. I don't see them anywhere. Um, I would say I see more students going after jobs that are comfier instead of actually pursuing yeah. something that they'll enjoy. So I, I like will that. say that. I'm not, and I will say that if you can also start to get yourself into um, a little bit of understanding your feelings around money and doing some money mindset work, and that sounds so silly when I say it, but it's actually super important. Like if you can figure out your issues with money at a young age, the sky is the limit because once you push through that, it, it becomes so much easier and you can really attract money, whether you're in advertising, um, because you will figure out ways to let money come to you. But that's all a matter of you really looking at your relationship with money. In the beginning. And yeah. Like, yeah. Interesting. So you're saying there's hope to make some money. There's 100% hope. Okay, good. I did not start out making a lot of money and marketing yeah. advertising, but I was very happy. Good. I was very happy. That's all that matters. Cause I mean, you don't want to be in a position where you're not making money and you're not happy. That's, that's a lose, lose. We call that I'm living in my parents' house. This is my room. I grew up in, like, I'm still here saving money, but that's okay. Cause I like my parents a lot. I'm, I might even love them. (laughs) Trust me, you are saving so much money. And when you are ready to leave, you're just Mm going to have stacks of cash 
So you are. Yeah, I don't know about all that, but I'll be. Yeah, I'll be better, better off than I was. So this has been great. Uh, your webinar: Five Honest Reasons Why You Aren't Hearing Back from the Marketing Role. That Marketing Role. What? They go to your LinkedIn. Yep. At Christy Lee, and sign up for that. And is it's a recorded? It's recorded now. You're gonna do another live one in the future. What are What are your plans with yeah. that? Yeah. Um, I'm probably going to do another live one uh, because it's always good to hear get direct feedback from sure. you guys and hear like what you're thinking about. So probably we'll do a live one. Not quite sure when, but if you go on my LinkedIn, you can sign in, yep. get the um, get the recorded one, and then if you have any questions, just reach out. Perfect, amazing, and yeah, no, that covers it. They can reach out to you. And is there any resources that off the top of your head that you follow? that you want to get out there to the people while they're still here listening, like that, like uh, like an ad age, ad week, those are easy, but anything else like that on your top of your head? Uh, we are next is great, uh, but I will also say like, get into some personal development stuff, uh, especially coming out of college. If you can start to really, you know, dive into, you know, having confidence in who you are, it's going to really help your job search, you and your career. It's going to help everything. I need to so, do that for sure. So for sure. look at the ad stuff, do the ad stuff. But if you can really focus on how to make you the best person you can be, everything else will figure itself out. That's good stuff. That might, yeah, that's the first time anybody said that on this podcast in 50 <laughs> something episodes. So very nice. Awesome. Well, Christy, that's all I got for you. Thank you so much for coming on. Once again, go to our LinkedIn to figure out those five, the rest of the reasons why you aren't hearing back from that marketing role as you're applying for jobs now that we are in the midst of graduation season. Christy, you've been great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to this entire episode of the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this week's guest. Make sure you go and connect with them on LinkedIn. Tell them that Breaking and Entering sent you. Now, thank you to Mikey Malarkey, our audio technician, and Buchan Zhang, our creative director, as well as the student team from the Midnight Oil Agency at the University of Illinois. Can't do it without you all. Thank you very much. We will see you all next week with another amazing guest.